0: Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. Hey,
1: did you see um, the raging dissident? covered uh your story that you're telling about hey eh? did you talk to him at all
2: no was that the guy that was walking by the water yeah that's him eh he did it yeah. I I passed that on to everybody and their brother uh messenger wise that's him eh that's good oh that's good to know
1: yeah well he I that's he he I emailed him yep and then I I sent it to you that you could email him yeah. And, but he obviously, when he, when I told, I told him the basic story. Yep. He either, someone got called him or he called someone and uh, covered it. Cause he talked about the tent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
1: And the exclusion from festivities and all other things. So yep. that's, that's going to just go viral.
2: Oh yeah. Well, it's already caused there is uh, today. They had a a hearing today um, with all the unvaccinated
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and two reporters from two different uh, news agencies were there for all uh, the
1: unvaxxed.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, I had some, like, this is almost like a dam breaking right now. I had a random, I had a random woman show up at my house looking for Angie today. Yeah. That she works for Hamilton Health Sciences 25 years. Oh yeah. And she's about to get, um. Canned? Yeah. There's so many people now, just everyday people that are just fed up.
2: Yep. There's Paul. Hey buddy. Hey.
1: How you doing? Good. Your wife getting you all set up there, Paul? Hey. (laughs) I was trying to get
0: her.
2: Tell Todd of the uh, the victory your wife had.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. She had a good victory. Yeah, seven to three victory over uh, Hamilton. Uh, No vaccine mandate
2: for the Hamilton Wentworth School Board. That's where you used
0: to work. Exactly. They were supposed to get a guest speaker by the name of Dr. Paul um, Paul Alexander, but Mm -hmm. his assistant came instead and spoke to the board of trustees. An interesting thing that was revealed throughout the entire uh, process was uh, the director of education and uh, the director of human resources are not pushing for the vaccine mandate.
1: Yeah, they're probably getting pushing pushed from the ministry of education. Probably. No, they're not. They don't. They don't want it at
0: all. The, no, I'm not things
1: saying things that. The, I'm talking. I'm talking about the ministry of education is. Like Queens Park, right, is probably the one that's pushing all, trying to push all the school boards.
2: Mind you, I, I, Dougie left it just like the nurses, right? He left it in the hands of the school boards. That's it, right?
0: So it's more so that he wouldn't get the blame. Yeah, it's more Mm -hmm. the school board trustees, and when you look at it, it's uh, pretty much the head of the trustees, Um, a female who's a coordinator of something at uh, Mohawk College. And uh, it was very interesting. She was very rude and very, uh, very uh, short and snappy with the introduction of the guest. And I know with a good certainty that there might be a lawsuit coming for defamation of character and uh, for slander.
2: Against who? Uh, Against,
0: uh, what is is her name? Dawn, um, the head of the trustee of the Hamilton Rutgers School Board. Oh, yeah. Uh, And who did she slander? Jason Jason and his last name he's the assistant of Paul Alexander before she she, she refused to um, thank him she goes normally we thank uh, people coming into the chambers to uh, to speak but she goes I won't say thank you to you um, because of your uh, spreading dishonesty and uh, lies Oh And he goes, I will will swear on a stack of Bibles in open court under oath um, that everything I said was truth. As a matter of fact, I understated many of the points so that you would understand it.
1: So what did they specifically win?
0: Uh, Well, they eventually, so what happened was before the board meeting, one of the trustees quit. Uh, In the new year, the director of education is going to be resigning. And taking over the headship of the YMCA, he does not want the vaccine. He does not want that. So what it is is what they won was they won um, a delay, essentially, because the, the trustee boards, uh, the three hard sellouts that uh, were unmovable by the by the convincing evidence, well, they want to be pushing the vaccine. They want to be pushing it. The other seven were restrained by the undertone of a global lawsuit. So a class action lawsuit.
1: So, so they're, they're, they're not gonna make a decision about whether they need to be vaxxed until
0: yeah. Until that, Well, what they're gonna do is, it looks like it's gonna be every uh, trustee meeting, they're gonna keep testing the waters and bringing up the issue. Yeah. So eventually something breaks but it's very interesting. Um, this uh, this Jason K, who spoke on behalf of um, a group of individuals, uh, they're incorporated and they're going as a corporation after Hamilton Wentworth and anyone else pushing the vaccine mandate. They're working closely with the Toronto nurses, the Toronto Fire Department, the Toronto uh, the Toronto Police, in fighting these mandates. And so this is considered to be uh, somewhat of a victory, somewhat of a victory. So they're delaying the inevitable, probably, but um, there are anywhere from 200 to 600 unfilled positions in the Hamilton School Board that can't be filled. Whether people are unvaccinated, they're on medical leave, paternity leave, maternity leave, or else that uh, the teachers that are double vaxxed or probably now triple vaxxed, they are now overstressed and just going on stress leave themselves.
1: Yeah. I've got the names. I've got all the trustees up. I'm going to go through the names.
0: Yeah. You know, and then I'll go with something a little bit more specific. So I'm just going to lose my visual here.
1: Yeah. Trust uh, Maria Felix Miller.
0: Okay. It's Don Danko. Who's the leader.
1: Oh, is that the one who is the. Ignorant That's the...
0: captain? That's the Mohawk one that is uh, was heading up. Oh, the- here she oh, is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don Danko. Yeah, absolutely. She looks angry. Oh, I just—I was getting—I uh, was getting some direction today, tonight that I'm supposed to. What am I supposed to do?
3: Don't say stuff like an "ignorant cow."
1: I'm not allowed to say "ignorant cow." <laughs> Moo. And among other things. <laughs> <laughs>
3: if it starts out, she looks like, stop.
1: Okay. I said, I was told if, if it starts out, she looks like I'm supposed to stop. <laughs> Boy, that's going to really take the wind out of my sails.
2: Yeah. What's that? You're I- going to be able to swear and yell and scream. How am I supposed to express myself? Yeah. <laughs> Oh well
1: There's a guy there Ray Mulholland be- I haven't been I haven't been at the board Since 2014 And when I was there This guy was still A trustee And he had been a trustee Forever when I was there
0: Well The, and- interesting, the interesting thing with him He's actually on their side
1: Good for him Because he's a solid solid union guy. And that's one of the criticism against him, but good for him to actually show some backbone.
0: I will actually read a little blurb that uh, was a summation of the meeting. Trustee Ray Mulholland says, why do we force people to do something that they are completely against when the transmission and infection rates are the same? He supports no mandates. He thinks that two times testing would be fine he also thinks that everyone should rapid antigen test them. So everyone, vaxxed or non vaxxed should be rapid antigen test. He does not believe that anyone should lose their job. Yes, he said he'll keep a very close eye on many moves towards a mandate. Good for him. So very solid individual. Um, it- trustee Tut is wanting stats to prove that there is actually a staff refill problem. He is told that 15% of teacher vacancies went unfilled elementary and secondary in October. It is again reiterated that system staff are to be deployed to schools and they are filling for teacher staff and a lot more. So yes, they are having a major refill issue. So the teachers that are working at the board office or the as uh, coaches, they're now Mm -hmm. forced to go into the classroom in which they have not been in the classroom for, close to some many months or some many years have never seen a student. (laughs)
1: Jeez.
0: And now we got Don Danko who's really hoping to implement a mandatory vaccine. You have the interesting thing that was brought out in the meeting is that 27 staff cases had the virus uh, both vaccinated and not. 12 of them were vaccine-free. So 15 out of 27 were either one or double-vaxxed or triple-vaxxed. hmm And so it did not pass. We know
1: they're lying about the vaccination rates, too. 100%. Like, I'm, I'm proud to say, as a proud resident of the town of Haldeman, that we have the second lowest vaccination rate in the province. <laughs> That's awesome.
3: <laughs> That's great. Yeah.
1: Fuck you, make me.
0: <laughs> Move on love it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The highest amount of purebloods. That's right. That's yeah, right. My uh, son sent me a neat little video here. I'll play it.
3: i
0: Yeah, it was pretty, pretty overwhelming. They did what the Toronto School Board couldn't do. They did what any other school board could not do, and they shot down with the vote. The, the, the funny thing was, the trustees thought they had the votes to pass it. otherwise they wouldn't have brought it to a vote. Mm-hmm. And they lost
1: seven to three. Wow. See, um, I was having a conversation with a gentleman the other day, and we were talking about uh, local government. You know, when the smoke clears, the people who are refusing to get the booster, people who are affected by the vaccine, people whose lives and jobs and way of life have been hurt by this, they're going to blame somebody. And I think the angriest people are going to be the people who went and got the double vaccine, because other than a few idiots... Most of the people who went and got a vaccine did not go to get it without any type of enthusiasm. And a lot a lot regret it. And mm-hmm. if any of them have a loved one or themselves start suffering the effects of the vaccine, they're going to blame somebody. Absolutely. And I woe to all these local politicians and mayors and and uh, health officers and um, managers in the uh, of, of town employees and places like that, they're going to bear the brunt of that. Yep. And Out of clinical uh, correctness, right? Yeah. And cowardice. Yeah. I would suggest to people is maybe approach your counselor and just make them aware of that. I mean, if you had anything to do with this, you better make it right now. One, mm-hmm. you do not mandate boosters and you reverse the the uh, leave without pay uh, process. Of course, you know, they won't do it because then they'll get the wrath of all the people who were coerced to go get their vaccine who did not want to. But they are going to pay a price. And you know what? They should. Well, an
0: unscientific number. I'm guessing people that I've talked to that have been double vaccinated. I would probably say the vast majority, maybe 50, 60% of them, they only got the shot, not for their health, but in terms of travel, so they could mm-hmm. still have normalities, so that we could get rid of the mask mandates, so that we wouldn't have to get antigen tested. <laughs> the funniest thing now is the people traveling are the ones spreading the disease or the virus around. They have to wear their mask. The capacities at sporting events have now been cut in half. Uh, Toronto Raptors, Toronto Maple Leafs. They are just as scrutinized as the people who haven't been vaccinated and the people who haven't been vaccinated get sick they recover no big deal the only thing they did the the unvaxed don't have is the vaccine injuries every other thing there is no benefit of getting back and getting triple vaxxed i try to tell people it's not going to stop at the booster number three Israel's on number four, and they're talking about number five. So why would we stop yeah. before Israel dies? Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and some people are just so blind, and they're like, well, this is endemic. This is going to be like the
1: flu shot. Then fine. Get something that doesn't kill you like the flu shot. Yeah. Well, the, yeah.
0: Funny, the funny thing is, I tell, tell these people I'm, I, I, that I come into normal contact with every, every year. I'm like, well, when did they change their the requirements of the flu shot? Do you need now to get the flu shot every
1: three to six months? Or is yeah. it a year still? Exactly. There's your difference, and, right? And at least they admit the truth in the flu shot. You've got maybe about a 50% chance of... Um,
2: it working, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, nobody wants the flu. I, uh, a couple of years when my mom was quite uh, going through chemo and very vulnerable, I got the shot under the belief at the time, I'm not so sure now, that I would be helping uh, uh, minimize the risk to her. But I'm at the point now where I don't trust any shot they're gonna give me. Uh, you no. know, and it's maybe paranoid, but what have, what have they done in the last two years for me to trust these assholes?
0: Well, and also to go along the same lines. If we're to believe, that within four to five months, they create an MRNA out of thin air to fix this thing. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that there might have been MRNA in the flu shots? the last five to 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. The the course of time that it takes to perfect the vaccine.
1: I mean, that's what I, I have my doubts about too, is that this, you know, they call it operation warp speed. Uh, I think it was operation uh, cover gone. up, and the fact is that maybe they already had the vaccine uh, at the same time as the virus. I mean, you can't prove that, but the timelines of—I mean, what was there? Uh, Glenn Beck had the little news yes. blurb on, and that—and that was in respect to a contract, right? Yes, and that was done in what year?
0: I think it was 2016 2015 yeah, which goes in line with it takes five to six years to get a vaccine <laughs> yeah,
2: Yeah. and if that was the case, why did the the Chinese patent a COVID 19 vaccine prior to this in, in whole thing coming out oh. totally. totally
0: yeah well, the virus is made for the vaccine, in my opinion, yeah. You it's had pretty easy to make vehicle a vehicle to
1: get people yeah, yeah. it's pretty pretty easy to make a vaccine when you're making the virus at the same time yeah well we yeah. you can't prove like you said earlier Todd you can't prove what you just said but what you can
0: can prove is that there is gain of function biomedical weapons made when it wasn't supposed to be made and no one Dr. Fauci they're not even being brought up on the uh, Senate floor and called to no. question and not even charged under Obama's own rules
1: yeah, Ian, I was going to really make that point that we basically have to grab them and drag them out of their holes and throw them in jail by ourselves. Because we, hmm. could, we could write any law, we could press any charges. The courts aren't going to go after these people because they're all, you know, they have loyalty to the system. That's right. Uh, for their own self preservation.
2: Speaking of uh, bringing them, digging them out of holes, and bringing them into the courts, you see in Australia, uh, an organization was able to finally lay an information of treason against Dan, the 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 prime minister,
1: Andrews or whatever his name is.
2: Yeah, and so he's now charged with treason and has to answer to the charge in formally in court. Hmm. Uh, Mind you, uh, courts like in here in uh, uh, Ontario. You know, it goes over for the crown to review, and if they decide to pull the charge, they have that right to do so. But at this stage, at least, it's going to cause a an appearance on the charge of treason.
1: Wow! Isn't that interesting? The fact is, is that you could be technically charging the crown or a representative yeah. of the crown, and the crown's going to decide whether it's viable or not.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I uh I think there is a lot of anger out there and I give it till the spring. <laughs> I think you know the the law, the cross border uh, transportation um, requirements for vaccination are kicking in January first. Probably gonna lose ten or twenty percent of the truckers. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to go through Christmas that have lost their jobs. People are going to get the boosters and have more side effects. And people who are double vaxxed are going to get COVID and saying, why the hell did I bother?
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what's happening.
1: So these multiple points of uh, contention are really going to frustrate people. Like I said, I'm getting people out of the blue coming and talking to me. Some of them have been vaxxed and they say never again. Some um, haven't been vaxxed and are losing their job and they're just, that's it. They're done. And then I saw, like, it's very hard to find the details about the latest announcements on um what do they say mandates and things like that so basically if you travel and you come back into Canada you have to be double-vaxxed or if you're sorry if you're double-vaxxed you still have to go in quarantine well you have to get uh,
0: uh tested at the airport upon landing at the airport you still have to see if you're COVID positive or negative when before you got on the plane you had to get the test anyway so I don't know how you can catch COVID during your flight if everyone is all vax negative mm-hmm. but apparently you can so there is that and then yes they can randomly select you for um i believe it's 14 days uh quarantine yeah the health minister
1: said now is not the
0: time to travel and banning and it should you shouldn't do international travel right yeah
1: and here we go okay they want us to get vaccinated When the people who are double vaccinated are having, are being told not to travel because they can get the Omicron variant. Yes. So what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Please explain this to me. Well, you know what? the, The
0: people that I've talked to that are double and triple, they're still under the contention that, you know, I know, I understand the science out there. I know I can get, uh, I can contract the, the COVID, but at least I'm not going to be in ICU or on a ventilator or dead. I'll just become sick and then I'll recover. That's the lie that they're believing now, but that will, I agree with you. Come four or five months down the road, that is going to wear thin when you're triple and quadruple vaxed and you're dropping like flies, 15 minutes after they put the next shot in
1: your arm. Well, and that's the thing is that, the, you know, the, the, the statistics they use, at least now they're admitting that the number of vaxxed that end up in the ICU are pretty much the same as the unvaxxed. Now yes. they always say, well, that sh- still uh, shows you're five times more likely to get uh, end up in the ICU as someone who's vaxxed, but that's assuming that their vax percentages are right because they, they're very good at um, when they're talking about people in the hospital, they're very good at disqualifying people as being vaxxed.
0: Let me ask you a question, because I, I find the numbers. Right now, we're at 82% Canada-wide of mm-hmm. single-vaxxed, and I think we're at 78 or 79% double-vaxxed or fully-vaxxed. You can't say double-vaxxed anymore. you got to say fully-vaxxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. How did those numbers not slip? Because I've been tracking these numbers. How are these numbers not slipped? When you have the definition of population is the ones that are available to acquire the injection. Well, you just opened up a huge chunk of population, 5 to 11. Are you telling me every, there's 82% still that have got vax between the ages of 5 and 11? Hmm. Your numbers don't add up to that. There's no, no way... They're putting yeah. their kids at the front of the line to do that. That vaccination number, if they want to be honest, should have dropped down to about 53% because now you're adding more into the pool to get yourself back up. But these cheeseheads up in Ottawa state, <laughs> well, we just keep escalating the numbers because that will push more people to get it. If you have a critical mind and you think, your number should automatically drop the first day that you do it because otherwise you're saying that there's 82% of 5 to 11-year-olds just waiting in line, twelve one in the morning, Bang. sleeves rolled up, ready to get a shot. It yeah. doesn't add up. Your number should automatically drop.
1: Well, let's look at it from last week's discussion with with, with the, or what did we call that last? Um, I wanted to call it the tale of two, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and but their predi- their predictions of the deficit. They don't even know what the deficit is. They no. don't even know what the debt is. So how do we expect them to actually be accurate about the number of people who are vaccinated? You know? Did you see Povier go and ask her? I just got a simple question for you. Well, what is the
0: percentage of debt, uh, household debt, and what if it goes up 1%? What would the number be?
1: Yeah.
0: She had no clue. She's way over her head.
2: Oh, way oh, yeah. over her head. She's over she her head in never took that in journalism school.
1: school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's uh. Oh, uh, you see, now you're gonna get me on a tirade.
2: <laughs> so be Listening it. Listening
1: to that little fucking Smurf, like a can't talk to us like we're in goddamn kindergarten.
0: Yep. Fucking yep.
1: dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so your this is your fault. Your fault. That's fault. right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> My Tourette's comes out. That's
0: right. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty funny the way he was grilling her and it was just then someone else chimed up and, and he's like no, I just asked her and she yeah. had no answers. And they're proud of themselves for being I think it was like what 30 35 billion dollars under their maximum allowance to be under debt. They're proud yeah. of themselves. They're like I, we showed such great restraint we came out of this what are you talking about? $377 billion
1: deficit? We'll never. Yeah. That will, in our lifetime, We well, we may see a balanced budget when we end up like Venezuela. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to do. They talk, see, and, and this is what's really disingenuous about the whole leadership structure in this country, in finance, business, industry, uh, and government. Is the Bank of Canada sitting there talking about potential deflation? Are you kidding me? Because mm-hmm. there's no way there's going to be deflation. But they're rational. These guys, these are Keynesians, right? Who Keynes, Keynes was that economist that he he came up with the idea that sometimes it's good for the governments to go into deficit situation in order to stimulate the economy. But they list, the, the politicians listened to the first half of his, his theory. They gladly spent more money than they took in. But Keynes also said, but then you use your surplus in good economic times to pay off the deficit. Uh, but anyway, it's a religion. Like even the guys in the Bank of Canada talking about deflation. Because <laughs> their rationale is, is what will happen... Is When inflation gets too serious People Will stop buying things And that will In turn cause deflation No No it won't because That's not how it works No I mean what you're going to stop buying bread You're going to well, stop here, buying here gas
0: Or food then yeah. why, are we, why, why aren't we in deflation right now There's
1: a shortage <laughs> exactly. out there
0: the, 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 the docks are all backed up with Cargo ships uh-huh. Stores are store shelves are already empty. So why are we not in deflation instead of hyperinflation? Uh-huh. That breaks exactly. down. Now uh, I agree with you. Know you can go into uh, deficit, but show me where the stimulus is to create new jobs, create computer chip technology, so that when you buy a car, you can get it delivered to you within under twelve months. <laughs> right? Yeah. If you go to improve roads. Uh, uh, Catherine wins uh, uh, nuclear power kind of generations, right? If you actually go to build infrastructure, then yes, I can see going into a deficit for that because you're just building, you guys, you it's like money makes money. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. Show me where there's an upside tick of job creation. There's no job creation. They're now forcing people to get back to work because they're getting a jab in their arm. <laughs> You can't do it. You can't shut economies down like the restaurants and just say we've just pumped up three hundred thousand jobs in the restaurant sector. No, you shut down three hundred jobs. They're just finally going back to work in debt.
1: Well, that's what I laugh. It's funny you bring that up. I was laughing my ass off. Uh, there is a you know when you open up your 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 browser and you go to you know there's always these stupid news stories out and then I only I only read the headlines but. Um, there was a one headline about um, uh, uh, the press or the media lauding and raving about the Biden recovery. (laughs) (laughs) More (laughs) jobs than any other president in history. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like people out of work.
1: Oh, it just, people are going to swallow that shit.
2: No oh, one well. What else, Craig? Lots of stuff on the go guys um mm-hmm. yeah we uh the latest on the military we had uh thanks to Todd there we had uh the raising raging dissident uh do a little video, um which was fantastic mm-hmm. uh, be almost worthwhile to incorporate it into this video uh, I
1: think it, i that would be great.
2: Yeah, uh, I'll, uh, we'll I'll, actually right now, um, I'm going to pause and we're going to, uh, the next thing you'll see is uh, the ra- raging dissident and his reply to the situation that's happening against the unvaxxed in the Canadian Armed Forces. And here it is.
4: High tide. by the title I had a pretty disturbing phone call this morning I don't even know how to wrap my head around this so I'll just explain it I guess in one of our military bases during this time of year especially as the uh, you know the Christmas season we do a lot of the uh Morale building stuff. There was a lot of dinners and parties. And kind of just, you know, enjoying his, each other's company and uh, camaraderie. The brotherhood that's supposed to exist. But apparently it doesn't. See, because the uh, the dirty, the unclean, the unvaccinated soldiers of this country that did everything they were asked of them. Afghan veterans, 20 years, some of these guys, NCOs, you know what they're doing? They're sitting out in the cold. In a modular tent separated and segregated from the rest of their unit like POWs to share one toilet and they didn't even have a space heater to heat the damn thing and of course it got around the base that we're literally torturing our own soldiers for non-compliance so I said fine we'll give them the heater back but that's all and that's what they're doing now at work they show up in the morning they sit in their their prison tent their whole day, like they're being treated like POWs. We didn't treat POWs this this ridiculously. What is their crime? What is happening? These are our guys. You're you're doing this to your own men. What kind of officers are you? What kind of RSMs and CSMs are you? Yeah. You disgust me. You're not fit to lick my boots, quite honestly. I wouldn't follow you guys into a goddamn grocery store. Well, I guess I couldn't in New Brunswick because I don't have a Vax Pass. Can't even go in the grocery store, but that's all okay with you guys, isn't it? Nothing weird going on. Nothing screwed up going on. If they'll do this to their own soldiers, what are they going to do to you? These are the guys that they I mean Jesus Christ, you know, you, you share firing positions. We do we, we do parades on each other's funerals when the guys commit suicide, and who's there to catch the the families and the kids of the guys that are left behind? And you're gonna just drive up right down the middle. No, you're no get out! We don't want you anymore. You're no ew gross. And all you guys that are holding out in there, keep it together, man. This is what they want. They want you to fight each other. They want you to feel like this. They're trying to compel you to do something that you know is unethical, immoral, and un-Canadian. As far as I'm concerned, you guys holding out and saying no more no, we're not doing. You're the last real soldiers we have. Because, I mean, when I was in, it wasn't cool to be an automaton robot that just did things they knew were unethical. Because, well, I'm just doing the derb. thought we set a precedent for that. They'll do that to them. What are they going to do to the rest of us, huh? After everything. Like they're not being trained. This isn't a training course. This isn't this isn't JNCO. This isn't PLQ. This isn't a CANSOF selection. They just well, they got the wrong opinions, right? They're the wrong kind of people. So we're gonna punish them despite everything they've given and everything they've sacrificed. All the stress on your personal relationships, your families, the divorces, the missed birthdays, the missed births of your own children, the wounds suffered in battle, none of it matters because join the cult or else! And they just rolled over. I don't know who it is that's in charge of these units, but uh, Xi Jinping's real proud of you guys. Great job. Hey! Maybe when the PLA comes through next time in Petawawa, you guys can get more selfies together. That would be great. (sighs) What is going on? It's getting dark, I I better get out of here, uh, getting close to sunset. On this day and uh, on the entire country of Canada, I suppose. Flags are still up. Sort of. We still call it Canada, but...
2: That was amazing, wasn't it, guys?
1: Yeah, he's a pretty passionate guy. I recommend anyone who's on Telegram or Rumble to look up the Raging Dissident and listen to him. This guy is... He's... He's created and united literally hundreds of thousands of people across this country.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I was just uh, actually shared his uh, telegram on this uh, site that I'm on on a, usual, a regular basis. It's uh, Police on Guard. Oh, yes. Yeah. And Police on Guard is an organization which is uh, also fighting the mandates, and it represents police fire, EMS, uh, and the military. There, as soon as I uh, put the video on police on guard, there must have been about four or five people saying, who is this guy? Where can I uh, where can I listen to this guy? Oh, so good. I, I put him in touch. I, I gave the link to the raging dissident on uh, the police on guard. So he's going to get a lot more l- listeners from that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very, very good speaker for sure. Yeah. So, at any rate, uh, the new the news regarding uh, what's happening up in to the, the military unvaxed up in Petawawa is that the news uh, two news agencies showed up at one of the hearings today uh, in, in on the base, and there's a lot more people are being their attention at the higher levels of the military being drawn into this and looking at what's going on. So there's a number of things. They uh, they initially brought the guys in and it offered them a voluntary release, immediate voluntary release. Hmm. Uh, that's hmm. their initial offering so far, trying to mitigate what's happening. And it looks like no one took it.
1: You know, sweep, they're trying to sweep it under the carpet.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, with respect to the, the objections that are being issued, uh, one of the objections, I wrote one up uh, on Saturday, an objection to the dismissal. Uh, and it was interesting. What I did was I cited the case law. It's prohibited to discriminate against people, against race, national, ethnic, origin, color, religion, age, sexual, sexual orientation, gender, identity, expression, marital status, family status, genetic characteristics, disabilities, and convictions for an, an offense for which they've been pardoned for. So those are all grounds of, uh, of complaints f- with the Canadian Human Rights Act. But uh, section seven, it's a discriminatory practice directly or indirectly, to refuse to employ or continue to employ an individual in the course of the employment to differentiate adversely in relation to an employee on one of these prohibited grounds of discrimination. So the, the, the Canadian military, uh, in respect to the, what I was writing up, was is discriminating against uh, several military members on the grounds of Section 7 under, under religion. So I, I went on to further that the, the objection was against moral and religious codes and beliefs. And it's a sincerely felt uh, belief that the uncertified vaccines were developed using methods which are in conflict with re- religious beliefs and would be morally and religiously wrong. And I cited a uh, Supreme Court of Canada decision uh, which was known as Syndicate Northcrest versus Amslin in 2004. And in that case, the, basically the Supreme Court said, what is meant by religion? And in essence, they, they said religion is fr- about freely and d- deeply held personal convictions or beliefs connected to an individual's spiritual faith and, and integrally linked to one's self-definition and spiritual fulfillment the practices of which allow individuals to foster a connection with the divine or with the subject or object of their spiritual faith. So wrapping it up, it's the Canadian military was not allowing any religious uh, objections saying, well, we checked with the Padres and they said, there's no reason why you can't take the the vaccine. So Mm -hmm. you got to take it. So here's the Supreme court saying no 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 this is this is what it, it means right yeah it went on to uh, basically expose that saying that a, a truly free society has to accommodate wide variety of beliefs etc and it said we don't want to get into the business of defining religion And it says claimants who are seeking to invoke freedom of religion should not need to prove the object validity of their beliefs in that their beliefs are objectively recognized as valid by other members of the same religion, nor is such an inquiry appropriate for the courts to make. Okay, so that defeats all the arguments they're saying, well, the Padres say it was okay. Or where in the Catholic Church, or where in the Protestant Church, where in the the Quran or the Muslim faith, where is where does it say you you shouldn't take the jab? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that goes all out the window now. That's the the Supreme Court of Canada has already decided that back in two thousand and four. The second thing, uh, doing some research, I was looking at the order. Um, there's orders 001 and 002 from the chief of defense staff. What I I found, okay, um, there's a few contradictions against uh, first section two of the charter, the freedom of conscience, religion, and also section seven, the right of life, liberty, and security. Okay. And these directives, uh, 1001 and 002, are interesting. If you read them, they don't talk about occupational health and safety reasons. You need this or, or any other kind of thing that you you need to have these vaccines for this, for safety. What they're talking about is they're saying that those that don't comply with the directive are in breach of the behaviors expected in the code of ethics for the military. Okay. Okay. What
1: has anything to do with that?
2: Yeah. And it says they go on to say the reason why you have to take the vaccine is because they are not covered under the mandate mandated vaccines. Uh, the federal government has come out, but they've taken it upon themselves to order this mandated vaccine because they want to demonstrate leadership to other uh, government of Canada departments and to all Canadians. All right, so. They're not talking about you're being ordered to take the vaccine because it's an occupational health and safety issue. They're ordering you to take it so they can demonstrate leadership, all right? You see the problem with that? Yeah. Yeah. What What it comes down to, it's called the Ideological Purity Test. What it says is that this is a test of sh- showing your loyalty to the to the organization or or buying into the it's the same as having the people drinking the Kool-Aid at the That was <laughs> like the exact same yeah, thing. In Jonestown, show your loyalty to the to my our beliefs yeah. by yeah. taking this Kool-Aid, right? It's almost the same the same kind of test and that's and that cannot hold any substance in the court of law under uh, a Section 7 charter complaint because the only thing that can um, possibly get by a Section 7 charter is Section 1, where showing that it's a, a necessary event because of circumstances. Here, okay. the circumstances is they, they want to show that they're the, the leader leadership in the Canadian government, and mm-hmm. that doesn't cut it, right? No, and I, and I gave the it's example. Like besides the Jonestown, would have been. A, I'm sorry.
1: It's like jumping off the bridge because everyone else did.
2: Yeah, and literally to that story, I I related an example, another example. I should have used Jonestown; would have been a good one too. I just mm-hmm. thinking of it, but I I used the example of during the Zulu Wars in the 18 late 1800s, the head of the the Zulu chief and the British military representatives were in negotiations. During the negotiations, the Zulu chief said, "To he directed a thousand of his warriors to walk off a cliff to their deaths. And he did that to put on a show to the British to show his leadership abilities and his uh, basic ideological purity. You know, mm-hmm. and we know it's wrong. Jonestown is wrong. This is wrong. And this whole mandate and this order is therefore wrong under the same reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it would not hold the or be able to pass what is known as the oaks test of section one of the charter that's what i wrote up as my example of my uh, the objection to being dismissed and hopefully they're going to have to take a look at it but if they don't if they deny it that's good too uh, because it's still it's now there that they they were aware of it they knew the circumstances they knew the case law, and now they're going to have to answer for that in the courts.
1: Well, I think, and they all they all have, a, the people who supported this and have abused their position of power to enact these mandates have an appointment with Destiny, As sooner or later, they're going to have to answer to the people that they've affected, That's and right. they're, they're only delaying the um process you know eventually this will catch up with them and boy i wouldn't want to be in their shoes
0: no well kind of the the, 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 kind of like go along with you guys uh theme on this, this this topic is like uh being discussed on a chat group that i'm on is the term unvaccinated is a dehumanizing term People who are unvaccinated deserve every right and any freedom that you do. In fact, the United Nations, uh, it was discussed in our chat group that, in fact, the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights states just this thinking you deserve more rights than another person is wrong. So, Article one, all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. Well, being dehumanized as unvaccinated, that, that's uh-huh. a, that, that, that goes against it. Article two, everyone is entitled to the rights and freedom set forth in this declaration without distinction of any kind such as race color sex language religion political and or opinion national or social origin property birth or other status and then it violates article three everyone has the right to life liberty and security of person so dehumanizing and calling unvaccinated That has a lot of things. And then when you're not allowed to participate in the society in which most people pay taxes into, once again, you become an unperson, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. And of course their defense is, you know, the old Spock defense, right? The needs of the many are greater than the needs of the individual or the few or whatever. Well, no, that's not, that's not how a free society works. Um, you know, and they always yeah. say, well, you know, you have to do this, you know, you have to get a driver's license, or you have to do this, or you have to, it doesn't affect your health. Right. And it also has to do with your body, my body, my choice. Well, and to, and to live in a free society, you have to have, you
0: have to have the ability to say no. Although, yeah. Otherwise you're not free. Mm-hmm. Simple. I,
2: yes, that's, that, that's it in the nutshell, Paul, I think you have to have that right to say no.
1: Yeah, And of course, the rationale is, well, we're not making you get the vaccine. Of course, your job will disappear um, if you don't.
2: Yeah.
0: Or in New Brunswick, you might not be able to buy groceries. Yeah. But we're not making you take it,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard of anybody, um, any stores doing that there
2: yet. Uh, apparently, it was um, the Sobies in in New Brunswick, Brunswick was one of the the organizations.
1: Well, if I we find that out, I don't shop. To, well, there's one nearby. I did shop in once in a while. I will never shop in there again. If that's okay, yeah. if I find that out, that's the way to get back at them. Punish the shit out of them.
0: Yep, absolutely. You know what?
1: Apparently, council
0: culture is okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, well, like Dan Bangino says, you got to use the same tools that they're using against us, right? Absolutely. We've got to okay. organize uh, protests in front of these stores, maybe here in Ontario, to uh, to to show displeasure with them, to say that you know these, you know, what they're doing is violating Canadian rights and stuff. Might be something to go for. Or try to organize, but absolutely. Or
0: or or you know what, you just vote with your dollars.
2: Yeah, vote with your dollars as well. In. Exactly. And understand they go into party- those
1: stores not wearing a mask with about sixty other unvaccinated people, fill your grocery cart, and then walk away.
2: Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: Here's a Absolutely. here's a quote from Jason Kenny the Premier of Alberta. Canadians hitting the outer limits of what public health restrictions they'll accept. Wow. Welcome to the welcome to the party there Jason.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, he's an interesting individual. He only changed his COVID regulations in the province so that he could throw his own Christmas party without being in violation. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Yeah. What? He changed the he changed the uh, the the definition of gatherings and what's a, what's allowable uh, uh, over the Christmas break because he even admitted that his own party wouldn't be in uh, in in step with the public health code. So he ended up changing the public
1: health code. Hmm. He's turned into a perfect Canadian swamp creature, eh? Oh my goodness! Absolutely. We used to be the head of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Oh yeah. Minister in the Harper government. Now he's just another um, piece of shit politician. Yeah. No respect for him. Yeah, uh, same with Doug Ford. I no, got exactly. a call by the PC party, Ontario PC party there the other day.
2: <laughs> oh, I would love been not fly in a the wall there.
1: <laughs> I was, I was reasonably polite.
4: Yeah.
1: I just said, don't, I said, don't call me. I'm never voting for you again. I said I'm voting for the Ontario First Party when it comes up.
2: Ontario First Party. Yeah, they're yeah, trying so
1: to. They're trying to. Uh, I think um, Hillier. Oh, Hillier, Chuck Hillier is it Chuck Hillier?
2: Oh yeah, uh, well, There's also Randy. the, 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 the New Blue Hillier. Party. Yeah. With uh, that's
1: um, sir uh, and yeah. whatever her name is. Yeah. They're out of Cambridge. Yeah. I think I'd go with Hillier. He's more of my my type, a good old boy.
2: Is he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost,
0: it's almost like the provincial party of the PPC, essentially yeah. as I describe it.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna split the vote. But you know what? It, good. It, the old the old the old adage, oh it's gonna split the vote, and, it, and the Tories always use that. And it's allowed them, it's allowed them to become just the liberal party. Uh, exactly. You know, they they, they may have be wearing a blue suit, but they got red gotchies.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. So you're not really splitting the vote. You've got they got Liberal Party A, Liberal Party B. I mean, look at Doug Ford, the spending that he's done. Yeah. Oh, what he's done through this whole pandemic scam. Demic. I mean, I shouldn't even call it a pandemic. Was never pandemic. a pandemic. It was a scam. Demic.
0: Yeah. It was planned and then they scammed you.
1: Yes. Planned scam. Yeah. Planned scam.
2: Um. Well, guys, I'm just going to quote uh, the famous uh, president, Thomas Whitmore, who said, Today we declare in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today we celebrate our Independence Day. (laughs) Yep you have been listening to the Canadian Beacon Podcast. We would love to hear your comments or suggestions. Please email us at cbpodcast at
3: codegeco.ca or follow us on Facebook under the Canadian Beacon.